Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. I'd like to welcome you to this third in a series of four videos on leadership lessons from Moses. And I have with me Jody Nisnik. Welcome again, Jody. We're so excited to hear these wonderful lessons. They've been great so far. And if any of you have missed the first two, you definitely need to go back and listen. Uh, she has talked about discerning the will of God, the call of God on your life. And in the last lesson, she talked about the fact that God knows best, even if we think we know better. And that's, that's a lesson everybody needs to learn. And in this third video, we're going to talk about pointing people to God. And we're going chronologically through Moses's life and Jody's picking up these lessons. And so we left the people after they were being released from their slavery in Egypt. And she's going to take us from there to the point where we can learn this lesson about pointing people to God. So Jody. Tell us what's going on in Moses's life. Yeah. So Moses and some 2 million people are now heading the long way around to the promised land, which is taking them toward the Red Sea. And Pharaoh, who was holding them in slavery, has had a change of heart. <laughs> he realizes, oh my goodness, I let all of these people go and this is not going to work out for me. So he assembles his strongest army and they head out in pursuit of the Israelites. And as the Israelites are coming up toward the Red Sea, the Egyptian army starts to kind of close in behind them. So the Israelites find themselves hemmed in and there's nowhere to go. If they go back, they face the army. If they go forward, they're swimming in a sea. So it's at this point that anxiety starts to rise in the people. And Exodus 14, 11 says this, uh, it's describing how they're losing heart. And it says that the people say to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done by bringing us out of Egypt? And Moses turns around and says to them, do not be afraid. You are going to see the deliverance of God. The Lord is going to fight for you. You just have to be still. And then in the next verse, God says to Moses, tell the people to move forward. And with that, God tells him how to do it. And so Moses raises his staff and you, you can only imagine the waters part and the people then the only thing to do is to walk through the waters. And I can only imagine how scary that must have been uh, to walk through walls of water on both sides of you. And I also think to myself, how long did it take? There are 2 million people roughly. I mean, we don't know exactly because they only counted the men, which is a whole other thing we don't need to talk about, but the women and children, it's just because of how they do genealogies in the Bible, not because women and children were not important. They were, uh, but the women and children weren't counted. So we guesstimate that it's 2 million people. How long did it take for 2 million people to walk through this, this wall of water being held back? Every single one of them, if they looked, they saw that it was Moses who's holding back the water with his staff. Of course, it's really the power of God doing it, but they see Moses. So the question now is, 
once they get to the other side, how are they going to respond to Moses? Because I think they're just a few short steps away from worshiping Moses instead of worshiping God. And you know, isn't that the tendency of people always is to turn their attention to the person in front of them instead of to the Lord. And, and yet saying, yes, God did it, but beginning to worship a person. Uh, and we see that. I mean, this is, this is like today's headlines in Christian circles that a pastor, a leader uh, begins to get a lot of acclaim. This person's very, very gifted. This person just seems to walk with God and can do everything right. Everything is being blessed. And the people began to really put their loyalty with this person instead of God and seek this person instead of God. So what does Moses do when that starts to happen or, or even just the danger of it? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. This, they, it's very dangerous territory when this starts to happen, when, when there's success in ministry, um, especially in very public ministry, um, people want to misplace the worship. It's a very subtle thing too, because they would never say that that's actually what they're doing, but they start to hold this person up and look to them as the source instead of God. And so what Moses does, and I think the leadership lesson for us in this is what we see Moses do. I'm going to pull a few lessons from it, but what we see Moses do is he immediately as soon as they get across the Red Sea and the waters come over and the uh, Egyptian army is actually wiped out, he leads the people to worship God. He points to God immediately. Um, and Exodus 14, 31 says that the people feared God and they put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. And I think that's important because it's not, people should trust us and people should look to us to point them to Jesus, to point them to God, and in some ways follow us, but they should be following us because we have a deep, sincere relationship with the Lord, and we're always pointing them to God. We're not pointing to ourselves. So that's the first lesson is always point to God. When something goes well, when the spirit starts moving, people want to put you on a pedestal. It happens. Um, It's happened to me. People will come and praise me for something I said or something I did. And and it, it's just, it has to be a discipline in our lives to say, if, if it was good, I got out of the way. God said that to you, not me. Um, of course, I you know sat down and did the work, but this is God, God moving. Um, so always be pointing people to God. And the second thing I think is praising him publicly. So that's how is God moving in your life? Talk about what God is doing, not your own wisdom. You'll hear a lot of, of people just talk about great wisdom and wise things to do. That's great. But let's talk about what God is doing, what God, how God is moving, how he is pointing us to, to him, how he's refining us, um, how he's convicting us. So point to God, praise him publicly. The third thing though, is a little different. And that is to protect our private relationship with the Lord. Um, this is something I learned a long time ago that there are things that have to be just between me and the Lord. So every time I read the Bible is not for me to prepare teaching for other people. Every time I am doing something with God, it's not for public consumption. It's actually, there are, there are sacred places in my relationship with the Lord. And we actually see Moses do this 
all through the story um, because he draws away to something called the tent of meeting, which is basically this tent that's set up just for Moses and God to meet together. It's this private place where they talk. And later we learn that God meets with Moses face-to-face as someone would meet with a friend, which must've been amazing. And Moses logged hours and hours and hours in that tent of meeting. And we are not privy to those conversations. We have no idea what Moses and God talked about. Maybe someday in heaven, (laughs) I just imagine we're going to get to have coffee with all of these people because it's eternity. And so we can sit with Moses and be like, and what did you guys talk about? (laughs) When you met with God face to face, what was it like? What did you talk about? Uh, And maybe we'll get to hear then. Maybe he'll say, "Eh, you know, that's just between God and I, I don't know. But those, those were private, intimate moments between him and the Lord. And then the fourth lesson I think is that we also need to pursue personal relationships in our lives to avoid being put on a pedestal. We need to have people in our lives that know who we are apart from the public ministry we're doing or any kind of platform that we have. And Moses had Aaron, his brother. Moses also had his father-in-law Jethro, which we read in the story. Jethro came in and he told Moses some very hard things that Moses needed to hear. I also, if you'll notice, I did a very great preacher trick. I made those all P's for you. So they are <laughs> point to God, praise him publicly, protect your private relationship with God and pursue personal relationships. That's great. Well, and, and, you know, I, I so agree with all of those. And personally, I'd just like to say that I think course, the last one, pursuing, pursuing those personal. other relationships. I think you have to be very intentional about it because you can get so busy with your ministry and you can get so busy with the people that you're working in ministry with that you let go of those other people in your lives that you really, really need. Because as you say, they know you and, right. and you can really talk to them about anything. So thank you, Jody, for another great, really set of lessons from Moses. And we have one more video podcast. And in this last one, Jody is going to talk about the temptation to accommodate others. So we will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.